My name is Owen Walsh, and you're listening to the very first episode of Cabin Fever. Less a podcast than a group therapy session for writers, brewers, and friends from around the world who like to enjoy a beer together, but can't for now. There's a lot going on in the world right now, and under normal circumstances, we'd get together in the pub and thrash out our ideas over a beer or two. But we can't, because most of us now live in countries where it's impossible to go outside, never mind nip around the corner for a drink. So, we thought, we'd do it remotely. And on each episode of Cabin Fever, I'll be joined by friends from around the world to share a beer, to talk through our lives and to process what we're dealing with, and sometimes just have a bit of a moan. Listen in. I'm delighted to be joined tonight for the inaugural episode of Cabin Fever by Emily Sauter, based in New England, creator of Pints and Panels comic strip, contributor to Pellicle magazine, among others, beer educator and advanced Cicerone. Hi, Emily. Hey, hey, how you doing? Lily Waite, award-winning founder of the Queer Brewing Project, ceramicist, writer and photographer at Good Beer Hunting, Pellicle Magazine, Vine Pair and others, and as I learned today, Urban Gardener. Hey, how you doing? And uh, last but not least, Rich Soriano, a Lambic Renaissance man and a good friend of mine and fellow Brussels resident. Hi, Rich. Howdy. So, um, as I've explained, the concept of the show is very simple. We're just gathering around mics in our respective remote locations, having a beer and just chatting about you know, what we're doing and how we're getting through the sort of craziness that's enveloping the world right now. Maybe we can start off with you, Emily. How are you getting on? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as good to be expected. I mean, it's very surreal and weird. Um, I've been keeping a diary and like every, every day gets weirder and weirder, but then it, things like normal like my husband and i just raked out our gart like our flower bed mm-hmm. and it was normal like thing you know we're still doing normal stuff and it's a beautiful day here it's like 55 and sun or 13 celsius and sunny so it's a really nice day out and they're like kids biking and whatnot but then there's like no planes in the sky yeah and you know every time i look at my phone and read news i saw about like it's just like can i i went to the grocery store and there was no sugar mm-hmm so it's just very like, like very. There's just very weird. It's very strange, and I don't really know how to cope with it. And I feel like everyone's kind of in the same, same vein. What are the? But there's, be- but yeah, there's so, beer. Yeah. So, so what are you that. drinking? Uh, actually, I'm drinking a House Lager by Twelve Percent Brewing Project, which is a contract facility about twenty minutes from my house. They do a bunch of stuff like American Solera. Um, some local stuff in Connecticut, uh, what else? Nightmare Brewing, which apparently is like super hype. But then they also make one beer that's 12%, which is their snappy American lager, and it's super good. So mm-hmm. Is it 12%? That is 12%. Uh, it's not 12%. It's 5%. I was just thinking so they, a 12% so they li- snappy what? lager. We, we need so to they get lied. on that. <laughs> so they lied, and I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. Um, but it's it's delicious. So I should have taken more than one can from work, but... Um, whatever and rich it's it's strange to talk to you where because we're both based in brussels but we're living on opposite sides of the city right now and we're not Just, allowed to yeah, meet you're on the other side of city. so how, how no. are you how, well i mean unless we happen to walk by each other at which point we stay uh what was it a uh, uh, one or two meters away yeah 
and we greet each other and then carry on. That's traditionally how I would greet my dad back in Ireland, but I know social etiquette is slightly different here, um, normally speaking, on continental Europe. But how are you getting on? Because obviously in Brussels, things have gotten progressively more restricted since last week. Um, first, a close down of pretty much every business, and then as of last night, essentially the whole country's on lockdown. Um, it, it's odd to say, but, but you know, to, to compare with Emily, it's almost still normal for me. Um, I, I, uh, I'm still going to work, uh, which is awkward and we'll, we'll, we'll cover some of that later. Um, but yeah, I'm still going to work. So, uh, the, the grocery stores are still open and I'm going in every day to pick up one of the Tuesday things. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 quite full of anxiety uh but everything's still happening which is <laughs> odd it, it there's less traffic which is cool mm-hmm. and are you staying on brand when it comes to what you're drinking this evening uh no i'm not actually uh i was i was thinking of, of should i drink a till can but i feel like it's a little too a lot too on the nose <laughs> um uh so uh as part of my my stocking efforts. I, I, I contacted Antoine over at Malta Tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys remember Malta Tax, Lily? M? Oh, of course. Antoine is the best. I love that Antoine's man. He's amazing. He's amazing. I love you, Antoine. Hi. <laughs> um, so I, I was. I need to stock up beer. So I contacted him and I was like, "Hey, Antoine." And he goes, "Hey, Rich. I need some beer." He's like, "Cool. What do you want?" I was like, "Do you do you happen to have any old Advent calendar boxes?" And he goes, "Yeah, I do." Cool. Fill one up with Brussels beer. I'll come by. Give me a number. He goes, yep, no problem. Swing by and uh, this I'm drinking uh, day one beer. So I have an advent calendar box. Like today. I, I don't know what to call it. Like Corona? Corona event? <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, the lockdown box? I'm not really sure what to call it. But I have a numbered box. And uh, today is day one, I guess, for me. And uh, it's uh, Brussels Calling from De La Seine, a uh, pretty nice classic Belgian IPA. Uh, not too estery, which is really nice. I, I don't like it when Belgian IPAs are like throwing esters at you. Uh, it, uh, like every De La Seine beer, it's got this really wonderful dry balance to it. Could have been very embarrassing because I also had... a bottle of brussels calling in my hand and we could have ended up on this podcast wearing the same thing but fortunately i'm in for something else um one of us would have had twinning i love it i know (laughs) massively uninspired but i went for a bruxellensis instead because i had some leftover from some beer workshops that are now obviously no longer going ahead and maybe we can round out with lily how are you getting on how are things over in london london's weird because I don't think anyone, or it seems like no one's taking any notice of it uh, in terms of I've been out the past couple of days just to pop out for stuff. Mm-hmm. My local area is as busy as usual and you see photos of the tube just absolutely packed and it's like, does no one give a shit about this? But then also the flip side is everyone I know within my social circles is hiding at home. Um, so it's really weird. I'm sort of swinging between a feeling of resolution and quite sort of, well, let's be positive, let's get through this. Uh, Stiff upper lip. Stiff, yeah, fuck that. Um, <laughs> swinging between that and then just abject terror and fear for our industry predominantly. Um, but then also flipping back to, fuck it, let's 
drink and keep going. But then in, in terms of the actual impacts on my life, I work from home anyway. I am a bit of a recluse and don't go out that much. So it's kind of just, as everyone else is saying, normal, kind of just carrying on. Um, but then also the feeling of, well, soon I won't be able to go out, even if I wanted to, is starting to uh, starting to loom over me. So, yeah, how am I? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> On that somber note, uh, what are you doing to drink away all of those dark thoughts? Well, I've been hoarding, well, as many people have been hoarding beer for some time, um, and I don't drink at home that much mm-hmm. until the past week. Um but I went out to visit uh, Ross on Y Cider in Perry for a Pelican article recently. Ooh. Um, and Albert, he's uh, one of the main main people out there, um, very kindly gifted us a box of cider and we bought a bag-in box, um, which has been sitting in my uh, fridge. So I've just been helping myself to that pretty <laughs> regularly. So it's a uh, Michelin or Michelin uh, Davenet Sharps. Uh, dry cider at 7.5%. So the other evening I tested out the box and inadvertently got shit-faced very quickly. <laughs> it worked. It was great. It was so much fun. Um, for those who don't know, I mean, Ross on White, they make fantastic cider. They We were lucky enough to have them over for um, a tasting in Brussels at the beginning of the year where they brought some of oh, their yeah. some of their single variety uh, ciders. Uh, for for a tasting and a, and a blending session, I got a chance to speak to Albert, and it was really interesting. I'm sure it must have been a fascinating trip up to there in Herefordshire, right? Yeah. What did you think of that Foxwell, um, the single variety? I thought it was sour. It was acidic in a way that I think was not what I was expecting. So we live in, in Brussels. We drink a lot of lambic and a lot of goose, so we're familiar with you know the profile of a sour beer. But that was sort of acidic in a very different way and I thought it was really interesting I mean I'd be amazed if he was able to sell it because it's just not like <laughs> it's not like any cider that uh, I ever drunk when I was growing up I mean obviously the 17 year old teenage boy market is not what they're trying to do when they sell their ciders but I thought it was a really interesting experiment it was uh, quite the departure from saccharine sweet fizzy cider that you're used to um, but I nicknamed that one delicious pain because it hurts so good <laughs> So, Rich, I mean, as you said, you're still going into work. I think from myself, Lily's and Emily's point of view, we tend to be kind of stuck at home a little bit more regularly. Um, How is that sort of going in, coming out, passing through towns which are ostensibly closed for most people? So... The, uh, it's been going on for the past week. So they a few days ago they they sh- so for anyone who does not is not aware, um, a few days ago they shut down the pubs, uh, clubs, and restaurants in Brussels. To reiterate this and to drive this point home, uh, Belgian pub culture is a UNESCO World Heritage cultural thing. Like, like the world looked at it, looked at Belgium and said, "Man, they really like to drink," and then and then said, "This is important to them." And we closed the bars and clubs and pubs. It's a big deal. And so for the past few days, the, the streets have been quiet. The, the roads have been quiet just going in. And, um, and, and today was quite more of it. it, it if, if, uh, if three days ago it was five times less traffic, today was just, I saw just a few cars. It, just trucks and just a few cars. 
today was like the first I'll, I'll say the first real day of like workplace social distancing uh which is odd like super odd it's just so weird to like walk in and and i'm not the most social co- I, I i'm hyper social at bars and breweries and and everything but at work i'm actually quite uh, i won't say asshole but i'm pretty <laughs> i'm pretty like hey leave me alone I'm, I'm doing stuff um and so i'm like just sitting in my little like nook with with my lights off and like my windows shut and i hear like all my coworkers down the hall like having tea together and i was kind of like why why are, you, why are you doing that we're supposed to social distance yeah and i mean i presume at this point so for those who are listening who don't know, Rich, you're often to be found on Saturday mornings manning the tap room at the Tilcan Blendery. I presume at this point, Pierre has made a decision to close down the tap room for the weekends. Yeah, so that was last weekend. Um, the shop was open last weekend, but I, 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 I've, I've become kind of this like weird roll over there and um i was like hey we shouldn't we shouldn't open the tap room we shouldn't serve anything in the tap room so he's like yeah we i i think so that's a good idea so that happened last weekend uh and for the for until later and then uh, actually we just actually also just announced that the english beer festival which is happening the same weekend as quintessence may 2nd and 3rd is also now canceled yeah i know incredibly is, uh, incredibly another, disappointing but completely understandable. Another casualty in all the uh, um, canceled beer fest to include Zythos, Public Brew Day. Uh, we're still waiting on word for Quintessence. Um, is anything canceled over there in the States, Em? What's canceled? Is anything canceled in the oh, States? Oh, every, everything, like, everything's canceled. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you name it. Uh, I got the email from with CBC and World Beer Cup being canceled. While I was driving home from the brewery that I work at at Fox Farm, and I I I depend on that for like connections and freelancing and like last last year I like met Matt Curtis for the first time and he talked we talked about Pellicle over like uh, the, at the weed themed sandwich shop the Chiba Hut and I realized that that wasn't going to happen and I wasn't going to go to San Antonio and I just like broke down and I was like fuck like I really like it's. I really needed that. I understand why they canceled it. Obviously, I'm not gonna like you know, not one of those people that's like, yeah. But I got. I was supposed to go to Germany in a week to judge yeah. the Frankfurt, yeah, Brew Trophy. I was trying to get you guys to come meet me in Cologne. Um, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, no, we're not going. Definitely, <laughs> um, that's not happening. Yeah, and then I just got an email from the AIBA, the Australia International Brew Award uh, Beer competition i wasn't planning on going this year um but they canceled and that's not till may 10th or 11th so things are starting yeah no you name it it like all the bars and restaurants in my state are currently closed my husband works in a cocktail bar he's currently out of work filed for unemployment um the brewery that i work at we're doing when you go, when you say out of work do you mean he was fired no he's laid like it's laid off for the time being but knows how long that'll be so they let him file for unemployment so he'll get some of his money for the time being but then who knows how long that'll be and then fox farm we had one pint per person last weekend there felt like there was a lot of defiance in the tasting room people were kind of like 
you know, why are you wearing gloves? And, you know, I wipe down the surface after every we have a square. So wiping down the iPad after and then people being like, I don't know, why are you doing that? And I'm just like, dude, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we wanted to do what we did one pint, uh, but a lot of people showed up and it made a lot of my co made my coworkers and I uncomfortable. So we switched. We can't serve beer anyway. So we switched to an to go. Most breweries now in the state are doing online ordering and then you can pick it up. So. I'm actually going, I'm going to work tomorrow and we're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we'll, you buy beer online and then you can, we'll bring your box out to your car and show your ID and you open your trunk and pop it in the trunk and go on your way. So, but who knows how long that'll last. I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard question to ask, but I imagine people are quite worried right now about. Yeah, I have coworker, my coworker, Jenna was just like, I have money for like a month. You know, yeah. we don't have the safety nets that you guys seem to have in Europe. We don't have, you know, we don't have that. It's not the thing we have here. So paid sick time, not a thing. Um, hourly wage, a lot of hourly part-time work. You kind of on like, if I get, if the brewery shuts down, that's it. Like, I yeah. got nothing. So luckily I have freelance stuff, but. Um, not everyone has it either, though. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the UK is in a really tough spot, in a very tough spot. And I think at Lily, I think Lily can really shine some really good light on this one. So there's a lot of people who are on zero hours contracts, so they don't necessarily have as many provisions as uh, other people. So a lot of the hospitality industry is uh, shitting their pants right now. Um, yeah. Our government, I think it was two days ago, uh, Boris Johnson, our prime minister, did a, the first daily press conference. Um, I mean, it mind-boggling that this is only the first now um but he stood up and said that we're strongly advising everyone should stay away from pubs bars venues, but didn't actually like force them to be closed he said yeah. the government has the capability to force them to close um which kind of sent a ripple through the industry because everyone said that well if you force us to close then we can claim on insurance and we can look after our employees um and then the Association of British Insurers came out and went, well, you don't actually have insurance for this because since it was the SARS, I think the SARS virus in 2003, they were like, well, you haven't paid for infectious disease. Um, so there's a new a number of things sort of popping up in terms of provision for hospitality workers like Guinness have just, uh, Guinness UK have just promised a million pounds support to bartenders in need. Um, the head of retail for set up a thing called tip jar um and it's like an emergency fund because i mean it's a similar kind of thing where breweries are very quickly pivoting to takeaway or local like local delivery within four miles or whatever um and venues are just going you can come in with any container that you have and you can buy draft beer um but everything's gonna gonna grind to a halt pretty quickly yeah um especially in london where we've probably the whole city's going on lockdown from friday evening yeah. rumors are saying so um yeah our hospitality industry is not well looked after and especially not under this tory government but lily from from a personal point of view like i imagine you would have had projects ongoing with the with your brewing company right now i presume all of that is on hold now or postponed at yeah the least. i mean so the way that uh, queer Brewing Project works, for anyone who doesn't know, is I team up with 
breweries from all over the world um, and we brew collaboration beers and donate a pro- uh, proportion of proceeds to LGBTQ charities. Um, and it's still within the first year, done about 28 beers, was hoping to raise about £30,000 for different charities by the end of the year. Um, but that's very quickly also sort of grinding to a halt because breweries are going to not have the cash flow or capability or desire really to do what is in essence a luxury project, um, doing something very good and very meaningful. Uh, but I mean, if you're scrambling to support your own staff, you're not going to team up with me and do this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, I imagine br- uh, bright tanks and kegs just aren't getting empty quite as fast. Yeah. People are sort of brewing for the long haul now and just bring lagers because they can sit and tank for however long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was hoping to do like a first year or anniversary or birthday party in uh, early May and we were going to brew a beer for that. And that beer may still happen, but I wouldn't begrudge the the collaborating brewery if they went, yeah, sorry, we can't do that. Yeah. Um, so I have no idea what's going to go on there. Um, even like it's the way the project is funded is through Patreon and merch sales. I was supposed to launch our latest run of merch uh a week or so ago and I decided not to because there are breweries who actually need that money to survive whereas what I do can very much be put on pause so what do you what are your strategies to sort of keep saying because obviously working from home it, it's not unfamiliar to you but it's a slightly different situation now in which every minute of every hour of the internet is just obsessed with this thing that's happening and it can sort of be all encompassing and it can kind of, I know as a speaking myself, trying to work on a couple of different commissions right now, trying to focus on writing and writing about things that ha- interviews that have taken place, let's say several months ago. It's just trying to get your head into that headspace. And I know I've seen other writers talk about it online as well. It just seems so frivolous and, 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 and almost impossible, but you know, you have to do it and you have to find a way of coping. I know Lily, you said you, you started gardening now. How's that going? Uh, it's good. Um, we planted some seeds at the weekend and have already got some uh, lettuce seedlings poking through. Yeah. Um, Going to start growing herbs and veggies and stuff, though whether or not they'll appear quick enough to save us from the impending uh, <laughs> We will see. But like, <laughs> your point about um, writing is a really interesting one because I'm trying really, really hard to sort of push through that anxiety and think, well, people need escapism and they'll want to read about really nice things. And I had a piece published today about our mutual friend brewing in Denver. And people said it was a really nice chance to take a break from the endless cycle of death tolls increasing and fucking everything else. Um, But it's also, as you say, it's really hard to sit down and go, right, let's put a positive spin on something when everything seems terrifying. But I guess like that's the most important thing to try and do is remain positive because how else will we get through it yeah and em are you still so for those who are not listening you're probably the most public advocate for beer education that i know at least online um and i and i know you're you're working on a series of illustrating um the cicerone uh, syllabus which is a beer how would you describe it having gone through the process what's the what, what, how would you describe the the, the cicerone program the Cicerone program is a like edu- it's a it's like the I call it when I give talks and people introduce me I always say it's like the sommelier but in beer form. I know sommeliers more on par with um, service and that's mm-hmm. not really what 
Cicerone is. It's more kind of op- open-ended. It's very broad. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's four levels, certified beer, server, certified Cicerone, advanced Cicerone, and master Cicerone. And this will be my third and final attempt taking the master Cicerone because <laughs> I'm Fuck, I'm 37. Like I don't, <laughs> like yeah. I don't have time for this anymore. If I if I fail, I fail. But now I uh, I've just extended pints and panels is usually new content every weekday, and now it will be new content every day. Yeah. Uh, so Saturdays and Sundays there will be the visual master Cicerone uh, syllabus. I'm trying to illustrate with Cicerone gave me their blessing that I could illustrate the entire master Cicerone syllabus for people who yeah. learn visually. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. So I've been it's a lot of work, but so I've been focusing on that because, you know, you're stuck inside where I'm just going to start studying and drawing and then I've got some other freelance stuff. My website will be updated every day now. So Yeah. And I mean, at a certain point, people are going to have watched Netflix and they're going to have watched Amazon Prime. They're going to need to do something other than watch their computers. And, you know, studying for a very technically minded beer certification program is, you Owen, know. Owen, there's a whole lot of Pornhub. <laughs> Rule 34, right? Yeah. 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 Come on. Well, <laughs> you'll have seen you'll have seen what they did for Italy recently once it, when Italy announced their um Hashtag premium. Their, yeah. their lock their lockdown. Oh, now let's God. not Oh man, I am so happy. <laughs> like like the like the bright side of the quarantine is like, oh hold on. Belgium's gonna get premium because there's who knows what's there. I don't got that kind I don't got porn up premium money. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, I ask you onto the show, Rich. We're good friends, and and all you have to do is turn it into the gutter media. You know, it, it only took thirty minutes before we got there, but you know, well done. Six cells, but you said we could talk about one. Yeah, I did. I did yeah, say. I, I did say this was a safe space. <laughs> I maybe should have said it was. I maybe should have said it was a puritanical space, but uh, there we go. So okay, we're we're here now. We're, we're we're getting towards the end of the show, and that's the opportunity for you guys. And Rich has already uh, started the ball rolling uh, to sound off on things that you know you've noticed in the past, let's say, week or two of how your life has changed or the lives around you. I really need to talk about. Them. Yeah, come on, Rich. I know I know you're only dying, so get it off your chest. What's been bothering you? Like really dank Instagram content, because because here's the thing. And now as people are like going home, it's everyone's just posting like what they're cooking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I need more out of my stories. And I need some like really like out there content. How about you guys? How, how, how are you? Um, what have you noticed as society collapses around us? A lot more. Yeah, a lot more online. I watched a friend of mine I went to graduate school with read Japanese children's books today. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And one was nice. it was in Japanese, so but and he like tried to translate it, and uh, but it was all about butts. Okay, <laughs> but to be clear, does your does your uh, college friend they speak Japanese? I don't know. I don't think Jose does. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's just making stuff up. And he was just like, "I'm gonna go through all my like Jap- crazy Japanese kids books. Um, come watch on Facebook Live." And so I watched him read this. Or like kind of like flip through the weird Japanese and it was like the some of the pages were just pictures of butts. It was the I was just like, What am I watching? I mean, I loved every moment of it. I thought it was hilarious. But it was yeah, just watch like people are kind of taking to the internet now and being like, What kind of sticks 
to the wall, what can I, you know? I don't think I want Pornhub Premium anymore. No, Never Japanese mind. kids' books about butts. There you go. I can, I'll text Jose and ask him what the title was. I don't know. Um, but that's really, it's more of, I've been baking a lot. So I feel seen that Rich said that. Anxiety <laughs> baking. I made the shittiest loaf of bread today. <laughs> it was very raw. Um, no, babe, it's great. No, you made it. it was no, it was we threw it in the trash. Um, but I uh-huh. made really good muffins, and I made okay brownies. Uh, and then now after yeah after this I'm gonna make beef stew. And my husband and I are watching the John Wick trilogy. So tonight is John Wick three. Um, yeah, uh, Parabe- Parabellum. Yeah, Parabellum. No, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, and we're also watching. I highly recommend Cheers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah. would be crazy. Cheers is a great show. It's it's and it, the thing about Cheers is that it's 1982, but it feels very modern, and the jokes are very snappy, and it's humorous. So, and they're all oh. like all your friends now. So I I made a I made a cultural misunderstanding there. I thought you meant Cheer oh, the cheer. Netflix no, no, I the mean Netflix cheers. documentary about cheerleading. You're actually talking no, I... about Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Yes, like Ted Danton <laughs> and Shelley Long. Yes, and we're watching. We watched like five episodes yesterday, and then we've just been going into the cellar and drinking whatever we can find down there. I think it's funny that we're that everyone saves bottles for that special occasion. And that special occasion just now happens to be the apocalypse. Yeah. Like, you know, why, why not? My worry is that I'm going to drink through all of my sort of sessionable, reasonable, easy drinking beers and then just be faced with a 16% fucking 750 of barley wine that I have to get through at like 6 p.m. on a Tuesday. I believe it. Ah. You, know. you do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah. if society is going to collapse, you want to go have a good buzz on while it does, you know? Yeah. No, it's uh, some sage wisdom there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I think in terms of stuff I've been noticing, it's sort of, I guess, similar to what you you guys are saying. Um, more banal uh, social media content as a coping mechanism, like cooking and people just talking. Um, mm-hmm. But also just absurdity in the face of panic, like... There's a hundred percent going to be a resurgence of Dadaism, whether or not that's <laughs> to even. Oh, that's be great. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I know it's fantastic. Um, but like, someone tweeted the other day, like, "What else am I going to do? Am I just going to sit and be sad?" Um, but yeah, I'm just going to. I think I'm just going to get pissed. Try and maintain a career as a writer whilst being drunk. But if it worked out great, something. But there's like people that there's so many fucking books being written right now. I bet that are called like Love in the Time Time of Oh yeah, uh, S A R S novel coronavirus COVID nineteen whatever. Like, yeah. Someone already suggested. So I'm writing. I'm putting together a zine, which is like asking people for contributions that make people happy and they're really nice, joyful things. So it's a a physical way to distract yourself from the internet and read things that are nice. Um, and all the proceeds will go to sort of beer businesses in need. Um, but someone suggested I call it love in the time of COVID-19 and I had to very politely tell them to fuck off. <laughs> you very, you did it, you did it even more politely to me. So that's good. I would have to credit, uh, <laughs> Lily with coming up with the title because in my depleted dad brain, I was being very basic. Um, 
Uh, I'm not gonna. What was your basic? I'm, it's no. I want. We need to. It's not. Important. It's it's not important. I think. No, I think it's you. Only, I think. Important. I think. I'm gonna. I think you only have to listen back to what Lily was saying in the last few minutes to work out what the title was. I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> and uh, you know, to save me any embarrassment, I'm gonna start wrapping up. So, uh, guys, is there anything that you want to uh, plug or promote? Uh, where can people find you if you have anything online? One thing I quickly like to just get off my chest was that the your suggested title was uh, "Bear yeah. in the Time of COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, oh, what a door gas! <laughs> yeah, none of you are none of you are coming back. Just to be clear. <laughs> oh, you know I am. I'm going to get shit faced on barley wine, and we're going to shout about things. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds anyway. great. Um, I'm so you yeah. uh, you can find uh, M's work at pintsandpanels.com. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Lily has an online presence, but we won't be discussing it any further. Um, <laughs> Take that, me. <laughs> no, but seriously, because I know you guys both have Patreons, and while um, you know there's a lot going on, it's always nice to get a bit of support from people out there. So if you go on and give them a plug where they can find you. Uh, I think people should be supporting other people than my Patreon right now. Go support Pelicle Magazine. Damn for that too. You could find me at Craft Beer, y'all. <laughs> Send me money directly. <laughs> my Venmo is. Here's my Venmo. My Cash App is Banana Bread Brown. <laughs> you can you can find me at um, Lilyweight underscore on most social media things, or Queer Brewing Project on Instagram, or Queer Brewing on Twitter. Um, and read my stuff across the beer internet. Yeah, pinesandpanels.com is where all my comics are. And then Pines and Panels, uh, at Pines and Panels is Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, new content every day. Um, I hope this has been a cathartic experience for you guys. I feel certainly more shamed than I would have expected when we started out <laughs> on this conversation. Um, I look it's forward to having... One. I know it's only episode one. It can only go downhill from here. I look forward to having you guys on in a future episode. Um, take care of yourselves wherever you are. And stay yeah, God's yeah, lots of yeah. yeah, thanks, Owen. Yeah, thanks. And that's it for today's episode of Cabin Fever. Many thanks to our guests and to all your listeners out there. If you have someone you'd like to hear on the show or are interested yourself in joining us for a chat and a beer, then feel free to get in touch. You can find me on the usual social channels at Brussels Beer City or you can email me at owen at beercity.brussels. If you enjoyed today's show, do make sure to subscribe and we'd really appreciate it if you'd give us a review on whatever podcast platform you're using. Until the next time. 